Struggle Session. I'm Leslie Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today, you know we had to do it. You've been asking for us. You know, this one is, this is the most the frightening and twisted episode we've ever done, frankly. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to even do it. Yeah, well, we're, we're talking Joker, folks. Mm-hmm. It came out, we saw it safely, safely. And what's time were we in? We were we were on tour, folks. We were making towns, so that's you know we were in we were in you know the one the one that Chicago is whatever the you know the middle time zone you know the middle time zone Central time oh Milwaukee we were in Milwaukee at the Oriental Theater yeah got to see it in seventy the theater is beautiful by the way it was beautiful it's so funny because um of course we were there on tour and like they were having like a legitimate like film festival <laughs> so many premieres so much stuff going on yeah. and we were all out there in line waiting to see joker i <laughs> so saw I, I, the people ahead of us in line saw that security was there and they were like why is there so so much security here are they worried something's gonna happen and i guess it was just because they were having a film festival but uh people are scared of the joker they are scared of the joker well one lady was mad at the joker because we were all in line and she just wanted to get to the film festival <laughs> and she was complaining like all these people are here to see that joker movie they wow. should be letting this film festival uh, people and i'm sorry i'm you know, sorry 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 that all these Joker freaks have taken over your theater. You know, I'm sure that this <laughs> happened everywhere around the country. Everywhere around the country. It well, it did because this movie uh was a huge, huge hit. Biggest mm-hmm. October uh debut of all time. Wow. And the pre prior winner of that was Venom, and let us be the first to say Hey, Venom's good. Venom's done. Venom wow. is canceled. Oh my god. Venom guys. Fuck off. Oh, you had your on. chance. I'm a Venom guy. You had Leslie. your year. I'm a it's Venom over. guy. It's over. It's over. Wow. You okay. and Felix can fuck right off. The goop ain't shit. Got nothing wow. on the clown. Wow. All right. Go- the goop is done. We are wow, all clowns now. The goop is now. done. We're all, Venom. as far as like twisted, edgy reimaginings of superhero movies, you're, you're saying we're all clown these days. Wow. Now we're all Jokers. Now you know how Deadpool fans felt God. after Venom came out. Does Joker make me a Deadpool fan? Is this just the sort of the Deadpool for people who watch HBO? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really perfect <laughs> description. <laughs> oh, I my guess God. That's what it is. That's that works on me. I watch HBO. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what Joker is. So Joker came out, and we do have to say we uh, and there was you know some big losers um, when Joker came out because this has become bigger than just a film. Whether the film is good, we'll talk about the film in a second. But we do have to note the winners and losers. Big loser um, is the uh, media because no one, what uh, a bunch of innocent people weren't murdered at any of the you know, Joker uh, showings, and they were very disappointed by this. Tough to call that one a loss, but you know, if you're chalking it up, you know, sports, sports television show style, that yeah, you have to call that one a loss for all the media figures who uh, 
We're we're very weird about speculating that this movie would cause <laughs> mass shootings to happen. Well, so. I I wouldn't say weird. I would say encouraging. Encouraging. Yeah. There was literally a scene Asking for there was like a CNN article this weekend. It's like there has been no violence at the Joker <laughs> shootings yet. You still have another day. Yet, unfortunately, the film remains in theaters. Uh, we will keep it. We are we have people stationed at movie theaters across the country, and we will keep you. Posted uh, if any mass shootings do occur. I mean, this is something I was. We are here to interview the shooter. If any shooter yes. comes, we want to be able to interview them. Yeah, they were doing pre-release hype for a mass <laughs> shooting. I had absolutely no shame about it, and they're never going. And they're not going to write any articles like, "Sorry, we uh, fucked up." Um, yeah, the shooting that we wanted didn't happen. What I was really worried about, I was legitimately worried about this. I'm sure a lot of black people were. All the news reports coming out about how they were just going to bring a bunch of cops. <laughs> into theaters like so yeah. you're worried about uh misogynistic racist white men possibly yeah. doing a shooting at the movie theater so your answer is to put the <laughs> NP- nypd um, right. in movie theaters like i was legitimately worried like am i or some other black person who looks just like me going to right. get up and get popcorn bump into a cop and get shot and mm-hmm. like that's a real possibility. Everybody being so worried about it is the what made it more dangerous. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for for everyone, especially uh, marginalized people. Mm-hmm. But the Joker, man, I have to say, you know, I really really did enjoy the film. I thought mm-hmm. it was like a good movie i thought I, I, from the beginning from when i first saw like the clips of the trailer like when i heard the the pre uh release of it and they were going uh todd phillips and jaquan F- philip uh jaquan phoenix it's joaquin joaquin, joaquin well, excuse, excuse yeah. me excuse that was a uh, black pronunciation joaquin <laughs> <laughs> felix was going to uh make a joker film i was like well what about jared leto what about my boy jared <laughs> where's jared in all this yeah, um, where is jared in all this yeah i guess he's not he's not in I, you this know what anymore. i guess that it just it all coexists you know what i mean like i guess now that they're saying after the movie that maybe this guy is who inspired the joker who becomes the comic book villain oh, <laughs> maybe God. that's how it fits into canon well it, it well when i saw the trailer i was pretty i was sold on it immediately because it just looked like a real movie like it looks uh-huh. it's not like just a bunch of bored a-listers standing in front of a green screen in atlanta <laughs> like this is filmed in real places there were it right. looks like it look, it just a, a beautiful looking film great cinematography yeah. you could tell from the trailer and that's what you get <laughs> from the film itself and i i was really you know getting to see it in 70 millimeter just we were lucky enough to do so so that was a wonderful yeah. experience. I felt the entire time I was watching it, you know, I was into this movie. I was, you know, I just yeah. let, let the visuals, the images, the tension, uh, especially in the early uh, scenes, was just so strong. It felt like a horror movie that you were watching in, in a lot of ways. And I just, I, that's my overall impression of it is just like i really just this was an enjoyable film going not not necessarily enjoyable uh, <laughs> but very like intense and engaging uh film and i loved it for being like a, just a movie ass movie it was just a uh todd phillips went out i said it he's trying to make a real movie and he sure. did it he did it. he did it by copying other real movies but sure. i think in 2019 like that's what we kind of get. That's the best sure. we could do. You know, as far as, you know, 
like with the westerns, you ended up getting like one truly super great movie, even though it has not so great portrayals of Native Americans uh, in in The Searchers, which is like a kind of like, you know, the most elevated version of like one of these, uh, uh, you know, cowboy Western movies. And I feel like Joker sort of gets us closer to that someday existing for superhero movies. But it is not that. And, you know, <laughs> it's. I think everybody being so outraged about it, it's like the folks that gave it such like breathless reviews from Venice are also a little bit silly because, you know, they uh, fell for just taxi driver. But you like gave it a superhero name (laughs) like that's what made it like excellent or something like that I, 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 you know i def- I, do- I i'll defend those venice people because really what they got was like a regurgitated uh, taxi driver king of comedy which is a lot better and more ambitious than like what you typically get like even like mm-hmm. there's still lots of great films coming out but they don't take place on this scale or have this budget or anywhere right near it so they were kind of like i can see like the it has like a legitimate visual it's a legitimate sure. visual spectacle I, aspect I agree. to it. Yeah. It like and it is like a very cool looking movie. And like Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is oh, one yeah. of the best. And as far as like, you know, doing a big weird character study and spending some money on it to make this weird nineteen seventies thing, I gotta admit that I, I did, you know, like the movie. And honestly, like there's so there's been so much talk even outside of the sort of active shooter situation. <laughs> you know fan fiction uh about the joker um there's also like been a lot of weird talk about the movie being like for alt-right people or Mm. like for incels or something like that and i i truly think you know after watching the movie that it's very bizarre i I really honestly think that it's like a very studio if there's if i even have a flaw or like a big complaint about it is that like it's very unambiguous and it's like there are very clear villains like it's not even like taxi driver where there's like some weird ambiguity like he's almost like a straight up superhero like just fighting against like unambiguously evil people before taking a sort of you know mandated hard right villain turn at the end of the movie yeah, I, I, oh, I wouldn't say a hard right villain turn. I don't even think it's a turn. Is I think the very ending scene, the very last and spoiler. Yeah. By the way, folks, spoilers. I, yeah. I honestly, I, I, I can't imagine anyone interested in this hasn't already been spoiled <laughs> because the reviews yeah. have you're been either out having, for like you're thirty. You're gonna have days. seen this Joker or not have seen it. <laughs> yeah, point. like, but I, I and I, I, it's hard for me to say whether I think this is a film that like the spoilers really matter. I honestly think you could go in knowing yeah. what happened and still like enjoy it because I the, the big twist was spoiled for me like glancing at one of the reviews and it's like fine it's fine still like it was an enjoyable uh journey there's not like a any big twist and like the most shocking things are like the things you have to see um to believe really it's not like Mm -hmm. uh story beats that are shocking yeah it's It's like big shocking sort of visuals and you know uh uh Joaquin being a very compelling yeah. performer. He's honestly. just so good in this. He's so yeah. good at the different aspects uh, he has to play in it. Like I, always, whenever I'm watching a movie, you know, sometimes I'll watch a movie and in the first few minutes I'll be like, "Why did they cast this guy in this role?" And then you 
get to the later end, it's like, oh, they cast him because at the end he's the killer or he goes like this or that or whatever. <laughs> and like, but like Joaquin, he's like 100% for every single of the different facets of the role. So film starts off with, you know, Arthur Fleck. And I do want to say, this is a, not a movie about the Joker. It's a movie about the guy, a guy named Arthur Fleck who lives <laughs> in the real world who is yeah. haunted by the spirit of the Joker sure. from the comic books. Not sure. literally, but I'm not saying that literally, but metaphorically. Like that's, the film that's is Leslie's headcanon. That's yeah. Leslie's headcanon. Yeah, it's not because, like, this guy has nothing in common with our Joker. He's not common. Confident. Mm-hmm. He's not a leader. He's not cool. He doesn't have a girlfriend not named Harley Quinn. He doesn't have Harley like a Harlequin. Well, he he does have a girlfriend, kind of, maybe, not really. Uh, it's no, all that, not yeah. really. But he thinks he does. Um, but he's just uh, you know, a guy who's like in a lot of pain, and is su- and then uh, at the beginning of this film, like he's really right. suffering. He's suffering um uh, from mental illness that he has uh from a childhood trauma that's been inflicted on him. We find out what it is later in the movie. Yeah. And like he's just someone who's deeply, deeply in pain and upset and doesn't know what to do. He's being treated, but the treatment isn't working. His medicine is uh, not working. He begs his uh, social worker, please give me something else. Mix it up. I need I just want to stop feeling like this all the time, which I'm sure anyone who's had mental illness and has had to fight um, to be treated can identify with. I was just on uh, the death panel pie uh cast which is all about you know healthcare and disability from left perspective and they, they were just telling me it's like this is uh this is you know what so many people experience and they they love this movie because they said it's like i spit on your grave for disabled people because hmm. they because the, the joker takes all this mistreatment takes you know these austerity measures that are denying him treatment even the little treatment he gets is taken away, uh, taken away by the rich and the powerful and the wealthy to save a buck. Um, and he takes and the, all that anger. And he, to be clear, he does not become violent because of his mental illness. His mental illness does not inspire his violence. It's his anger at the way he's been treated that causes him to do violence, which is a mm-hmm. very good and clear distinction um, that this film makes. And he just decides to stop taking it lying down he decides to you know to fight back in this you know you know this uh moment where he guns down not you know the black and latino kids who beat him up earlier he says right you know actually they were just kids he he says you know they're just they're just kids they don't know what they're doing that could have it could have been like a death wish type movie mm-hmm. uh if because he could have run into those kids again and shot them but instead he shoots three Wall Street assholes. Yeah. And three a, Wall Street rapists. Well, would be rapists. They didn't have a chance. Right. They have a chance um, because. Attempted rapists. Yeah. They decide to, instead of harassing the woman, to go and harass Arthur because he has a disability um, that makes him laugh when he's like scared right. or nervous or something. Again, I'm, we're talking about like this movie is completely unambiguous like it goes to great great pains to make like arthur into a sort of you know completely understandable sympathetic character who only really does violence against like the world's most evil people 
Yeah, like yeah, like Wall Street excess. Like he uh, <laughs> he shoots these Wall Street excess out, and then this you know kind of sublime scene that, and like he's he's not like a violent guy. Like he when he's given the gun, he's kind of like scared, doesn't know what to do with it. And we should also note that he's like given a gun by his coworker, yeah, which is a like weird sort of state of America yes. commentary. <laughs> and and so he when he when he when he gets done shooting them, like there's a scene of him and. He He's just standing around looking at himself and he starts dancing. He starts dancing and it's this beautiful scene. He's pirouetting. He, and it's him, like if you've seen all the dancing in the trailer, anytime he's dancing, that's like him, like taking back some control, some power from the powerful. Like every time he dances, it's because he's becoming, he's realizing who he is and being seen and being, being a fully, fully treated like a human being. Through murder, to be clear, through murder, but <laughs> murder of uh, some rich assholes who uh, probably had it coming. Yeah, I mean, look, like, this movie really does sort of pick its targets very carefully. I think it is, you know, a studio movie, but that, again, <laughs> makes me feel like it's very weird that people sort of ascribe this, you know, alt-right or sort of incel motivation to it when it goes to, like, great pains to not be not do that pretty much you know it like very specifically makes him he's not choosing people at random um you know it and and movies ultimately like the theme of the movie is you know dictated by like the things that they choose to do in the plot and i do think it's notable that who the joker kills in this movie is three wall street guys and that kicks off you know newspapers for the rest of the movies having killed the rich as like a big giant headline on them. Yeah. So the thing, so I don't want people to be confused about it. Cause I have, you know, I do think like this film is, you know, a very leftist film, leftist friendly film, but most, a lot of the stuff is, is in the background. Arthur's story doesn't really connect to the mass proletarian uprising until the very end, which I think is a good thing. Like we don't see the people organizing. We just see people, you know, Arthur shoots these rich guys and people kind of misperceive this as an attack on the rich and the wealthy who are ruining all their lives too but it's not really a misperception it's just that arthur doesn't know what he's doing yet he doesn't know that he's part of this mass of anger he doesn't know that he's part of this group of people who's been mistreated mm-hmm. until the very end he doesn't really realize it frankly yet. arthur like doesn't know the ways in which he's mistreated which is why you know there is a moment in the movie where he says like what he's doing is not political and a lot of people have like seized on that oh, yeah to, like you know sort of implied or get into the idea that the movie is like uh, uh, nihilistic or something like that. And I really don't see it that way because Arthur is like a mentally ill person in the movie. And, and very you know disconnected. I mean? like, he's a solips- very disconnected, mentally sol- ill person. Solipsistic, uh, alienated. And he, right. but in the very next scene, uh, which happens immediately after he says, Oh, I'm not political. I'm not part of that movement. During that, during that scene, he goes from saying that to saying, you know, this is what the society deserves for mistreating me and people like me. He realizes in that scene that, Oh, wait, maybe I am. 
become a little bit political. And if you miss that part, the very next scene after that, he actually stands on top of a cop car, <laughs> blood streaming from his smile, while all the other clowns who are rising up to take down Gotham City uh, and all the rich assholes in it, like the Wayne family, and he spreads his arm and is just a sublime sublime scene that should have been the end of the movie where he realizes <laughs> his part of this larger movement realizes that in this only in this movement of this proletarian uprising does he matter can he feel seen is he important now his anger and his violence is not just you know this solipsistic thing of him taking out his anger or his revenge on these individuals it's about this larger mistreatment of everyone it's about this larger act of taking back the power of feeling seen of everyone getting together and taking down those motherfuckers and that <laughs> is why i love the joker and that we and why we are all clowns now <laughs> well look i you know uh, I, I i i tend to agree with you and i i look at this movie and i i i see a movie that you know, is made by people who are probably liberals who aren't, you know, yeah. who aren't leftists, like in the way that like, you know, we online leftists are leftists. But I think that in its sort of very basic and studio movie way, almost in the kind of like Kendall Jenner, Pepsi commercial way, like it does make the sort of <clears throat> argue, it, you know, it, it all of the problems that Arthur has in the movie, like are really tied to capitalism and you know his uh his caseworker tells him like these people just don't care about yeah you. like you know they these people don't care about you you don't matter to them and i think that that's like that is the movie sort of making plain its thesis you know what i yeah. mean is like you know uh, uh that this guy is 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 an abandoned person and that's what can lead people uh, i guess to bad things and well, you know, not and necessarily I bad things i wouldn't even say bad things i'm sure that's what todd phillips thought but maybe right. it's just like these his life in in his life he's constantly has violence inflicted upon him right and the re and his answer to that is to turn the violence back on the people <laughs> who are doing violence against him right very simple friends fan again like, like, like i like basic i said before stuff. it is it is so much less ambiguous than than even like Taxi Driver, which it's ripping off. You know what I mean? It is like just death wish for like someone who loses their medical insurance, yeah. kind of. Yeah, and, and, I, and I do want to point out, like it's worth saying, like Todd Phillips, not a leftist, and that's not a requirement right. for making leftist film. I need to come up with a name for this theory. It's like the <laughs> Leslie Lee Marxist theory of i don't know fictional realism it's like so whenever you're a writer and you're writing a story you try to make that story realistic you try to make things you know connect to one another logically and if you're like a good writer you try to write about the real world and things from the right. real world and things from the real world and now if you're a marxist you believe it not in not so many world words that reality has a leftist bias way we don't think of marxism as just this ideology it's like a scientific uh diagnosis of what will happen and what how things work so if you put those two things together then that means that even liberals or conservatives who are trying to create you know stories that make sense and have ties to the real world will have marxist thought 
in their work. They're, they can sure. create Marxist, you know, stories because right. it's inevitable as long as if they're not actively trying to do some sort of propaganda, right. by definition, if they're making a coherent, logical story that has something to do with the real world, then if you're a Marxist, it should be no surprise that Todd Phillips can make a leftist film or a David Fincher can make a leftist film or uh, the guy who did Altered Carbon who gets on Twitter and like craps on socialism, even though like every social socialist thinks that all his <laughs> books are like the most perfect uh, leftist thing and it's because right. he tried to craft a logical story when he was writing uh those books so like it, it what the intentions of the and of course films are big things made by a bunch of different people but even if this was mm-hmm. all came straight from todd phillips head it shouldn't be a surprise that like how else would you tell this story in a logical way like if you're telling a story about a guy, you know, suffering from mental illness, what are his problems? It's not just that he's suffering from mental illness. It's right. also that we have a society that mistreats those with mental illness. Uh, uh, it's capitalistic society that institutionally mistreats them from the, from the top down. If you're mm-hmm. going to write a story about the Waynes in Gotham, a, a Gotham that's suffering, you know, from crime, from poverty, how you tell that story logically? with like thomas wayne being a heroic surgeon sized philanthropist if he's so good why has got them so bad why does he have so much while everybody else has so little even right. christopher nolan had that in his movie like catwoman said that that's a quote from catwoman uh like so you when you're writing these trying to write a logical story like you're gonna have these things that a leftist um can hold on to, can hold up. And I think the preponderance of the ideas and theories and politics of this film are very friendly to leftists. So I have to tell leftists, please, please take the win. Don't let the right <laughs> take this like they did Fight Club. Yeah. Don't let Why? them take this like they did the Matrix, the fucking Matrix of all <laughs> things, made by two trans women. And it's all, all only right, only the right wing ever talks about it. Come on. Let's take yeah, this look, win. Frankly, if if Todd Phillips is just out there, you know, trying to make something that's in the zeitgeist and that's kind of anti-establishment and that, you know, comes out as this like anti-wealth thing where, you know, three Wall Street guys are shot to death. I'm like, well, maybe that just sort of speaks to our particular moment in history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe that does speak to that these are the sort of like larger ideas uh, uh going on here at this sort of uh, um <clears throat> you know late stage capitalism yeah like he was trying to obviously make some real film with some real social critique and it got out of his hands it just did it's no longer <laughs> it's no longer his he released it now it's ours folks now it's ours <laughs> Yeah, look, I think that the movie kind of like very explicitly is, you know, uh, uh, speaks to a left wing and sort of true view of what life in America is like currently. You know what I mean? And like Todd Phillips might have just been doing that to like be intense or something like that. But that is the reality of what life in America is like right now. And so, you know, 
I think that you know we we can take we can take that as uh, take this movie as one of ours. Yeah, like and, and and to be clear, we're not saying that if we take the Joker, that means that like we're going to have socialism tomorrow or anything of the sort. We're just saying like it's it's nice that a movie that is this successful has all these leftist themes in it. Like yeah. that's just I think it's good nice that thing. a bunch of people saw a movie that says "Kill the Rich" over yeah. and over and over again, <laughs> and like has exciting sort of John Wick as you know you know has like exciting action scenes oh you oh you messed up saying john wick you messed up i don't want to do that so i don't know i didn't do that on purpose to be honest with you a very big mistake Uh, i don't want to do that john wick is a a cartoon character he is not like when he shoots 300 people in the head (laughs) for no reason it's fine that's not violence and you know i did make the prediction that the joker will kill less people in this movie than iron man or captain america does in any of theirs and i was right he kills like five people in the whole movie much less than like spider-man i think wow so yeah because they knock down buildings right the joker never knocks down a single building no he doesn't knock down the building i actually do want to say like the violence in this film like it is it's shock is shocking in like the good Scorsese way where yeah. like it's really effective and real. Like, and I think that's kind of important because when you see like it, it yeah, ties, it's impactful. Yeah. It's impactful and, and it feels very real. And I think it's good that it's not because it makes it clear that what Arthur is doing on a kind of like a metaphorical level, that's what he's doing is clear eyed and based on anger. It's not him just being mentally ill and hurting people because of his mental illness, which is a bad stigma to push. It's like, no, this is when he is lucid, when he is his most sane is when he's doing this violence. Yeah. You know, uh, um, what else I think is that there's a sort of weird numbing, feeling too violence that is overly cartoonish like is there 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 also should be a place for violence that like is like kind of off-putting and visceral and that we don't like to see because like you know violence is actually fucked up <laughs> like shooting people is actually fucked up i could make the i love the john wick movies but i could even make the argument against uh uh cartoon violence being like yeah better like, if you're something. legitimately worried about that sort of thing you should <laughs> like the joke because it's an R-rated movie that takes where every- four people die or six people die or something like that, but it's like horrendous. Those yeah, six deaths. Yeah, it's treated. It's the violence is taken very seriously. It's like right. not like is is just a horror. It's like a horror, you know, murder and like not a comedy horror. So this is a good like corrective on like the massive amounts of death you will see in like Avengers uh, Avengers movie where like yeah like this is taken the back and saying no five people dying could be the worst thing to ever happen it is fucked to up. a city it's like you don't like to see it <laughs> yeah but yeah man i just really enjoyed uh this movie i thought it was you know i i know a lot of people are like you you kind of had this criticism and a lot of people do that it's just kind of aping and copying and stealing from better films and i think that's true but it's fine, but it's actually fine and a point in its favor in 2019 wherein those type of films can't be made anymore, right? Like, like, just think about like how, like, not how little sense this makes 
Todd Phillips, who directed the Hangover <laughs> movies, that made ten that, years ago. That no, well, <laughs> to, well, that, that grossed like like a billion plus dollars, sure, right? certainly sure. more than a billion dollars. Could not get this script made unless he Without tied it, it to a the, the Joker. DC comic book Without character. tying it to the DC comic. That's the state <laughs> of Hollywood. Like, even if I you know. like, or like with James Gunn when he got fired by Disney after also making them a billion dollars for some tweets. Yeah. Like, that just, that's the state of Hollywood right now. That's what's going to happen. Like, even James Gunn, he's just playing by, he, he is playing by the rules. He will make dog, he really is. he'll make the dog shit for them and they still will still fire them. I know. They'll still fuck him <laughs> over. <laughs> He's like, he's like, I, I just want to eat shit forever. <laughs> I like the money enough, and so I'm happy, of course, to eat shit forever for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's really telling about what Todd Phillips and WB WB is another <laughs> studio that we are ta- talk about as being like more creator friendly, <laughs> and yeah, like that. Truly, but that's how low the bar is set. So yeah. in that sense, I do view Joker as kind of a victory for, her, for like you know I, a, Joker. A, it was a good movie to see in 70 millimeter and it was like fun and arresting. And I, I ultimately was like, damn, I like thought it was pretty good. I don't know that there's anything in Joker that makes me want to see it again or anything like that. I feel like if I ever got the, the inkling that I wanted to watch Joker, I would probably watch taxi driver, (laughs) but, uh, but you know, uh, it's like, I really do feel like all the reviewers that thought it was Taxi Driver because it was like Taxi Driver are kind of silly. But then also, of course, all the people like, you know, who thought it was going to be like a dangerous or right wing or, you know, incel friendly movie are also fucking ridiculous. So, you know, does he does he kill the girlfriend in the movie? Does it imply that? No, no, I don't think so. That they like. Yeah, like somebody said that, and I was like, I don't really remember. That. No, he doesn't <laughs> like, kill the girlfriend. I think he just has a weird fantasy that they're dating, and they're not really. Yeah, yeah, he has this weird fantasy that they're dating. He has a little fight club. And they're not. And like, also to the point, like, people were trying to say it's incel because women were going to be mean to him, but they aren't. Like, the the the, the girlfriend is, like, super nice to him. His fake girlfriend yeah. is super nice to him when she he, like, goes to her apartment in the middle of the night and is just sitting there, and she, yeah. like, tries to help She's him. She's, like, very kind. Very- you know, it is, like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I just didn't see that in the movie. No, that it's not trying. <laughs> it's not trying to. It's not trying to make either the audience or Arthur angry at women. Like n- neither one of those things. Right. Uh, like again, happen. the movie gets to make its like choice with the plot, like on you know what uh, uh, what the themes are, and it is never you know like women making fun of him or anything like that. And also that's not who he chooses like as his like victims. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the way that this has been like talked about that it's like, you know, a, a girl is mean to him. And so he like goes and, you know, attacks yeah. women or something like that. I, you know, it's not what the movie is. And no. that, and and it's ridiculous to think that the AT&T company would put out a movie that had that as an it's just not <laughs> possible. Like, no. think about it. No, I, I, it's just not what it is. Like, there is a version. I've, I've certainly seen a scene in the movie before where a guy thinks he has a thing with a girl. I've seen that, probably seen it a hundred times where a guy thinks he yeah. has a thing with the girl and then she responds and says, no, we don't. And he kills the girl. That's not what happens in this movie when it easily could have. Right. It easily could have had the scene where he run, once he gets a gun, he runs into the black and Latino kids who beating up and he guns them down instead of, uh, 
the Which, uh, didn't the New Yorkers like try to draw yeah. some comparison to the fucking Central Park Jeez, Five with that? I just don't awful, see that. In the awful, movie. What awful, the fuck are you talking about? Awful and just, irresponsible because it's like they're trying to hand it to the right, but when you actually look at the National Review. They get, they understand. The, I didn't read the whole review, but the first paragraph they mentioned that uh, it's completely ludicrous that this film suggests that you know austerity could create the Joker. And like, yeah, that is what the film su- suggests. You got it right, National Review, and it's not ludicrous. Um, like, but all these other you know writers who consider who are liberals <laughs> consider themselves liberals, like, don't Bizarre. want to, they don't want to deal with the actual message of this movie because it's just as much a condemnation of all their like good liberal rich friends as it is <laughs> all the right-wing rich people now thomas yeah, I, thomas you know, and, wayne and again, is donald trump but he could also right. be like any rich person he could be again mike bloomberg as well uh, as they and, sit on dev panel and again like that is todd phillips as well but you feel like i feel like todd phillips is one of these guys he's like i'm so extreme i'm gonna make a movie that would even make make my friends squirm <laughs> or whatever like he's like this is fucked up because he would kill someone like me huh like, like well I, I don't even know he might have even thought that we were we weren't on the we're supposed to think that all the protesters and the kill the rich people are like portrayed poorly or something like there because somebody told Man, said i don't think so yeah, somebody <laughs> said to me like yeah yeah you know like all that kill the rich stuff but all they do is like go around looting stuff and that's like what wait sure. why wouldn't we fucking loot like <laughs> like somebody uh somebody you don't want a tv yeah like somebody said to me like this is kind of a rorschach test and like i think it's a rorschach test that a lot of people who think they're yeah. super left have kind of failed you know what movie bob said someone pulled the uh the clip of Movie Bob on a podcast saying that there were no class riots in the 80s. There was only race riots. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so explain, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly? Like, where are you saying you want it to happen in this? Look, I, I, God, there probably could be a liberal version of this where Joker, like, shoots those teens and then it creates a race riot. But then the good white like district attorney and cops have to calm down the black folk and tell them we're going to catch this joker for you or some some other fucking bullshit thing something that's happened on law and order like 50 times already like if you're worried about like dangerous stuff like every single bad iteration of this joker film has already happened on an episode of law and order at least twice (laughs) oh man but joker man I, i i just i like it i like you know what do you think the lesson that the studios are going to learn from its massive su- success? Now, I joked well, that now they're going to make try to make Venom like more Scorsese like, like someone like th- like Carnage. Is- I think they're going to make Venom an actual incel because the folks <laughs> at Sony won't have seen the movie and they'll be like, it was successful because he was an incel. And so, like, Venom in the next one's going to be like, Jeez, that guy's a total fucking Chad. <laughs> I th- that guy's a Chad. Let's get him. <laughs> I thought I, I thought that you know maybe Carnage would call Venom an eggplant in the next movie to get it more Scorsese like. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I what, what do I think the impact will be? Well, I honestly think that they thought that they were going to try to market this as like a an Oscar movie. Yeah. I think Todd wanted his Oscar movie. And so in some ways it's kind of funny that there was all this like bizarre controversy and moral panic and everything like that because Todd Phillips is having a bad time with all of it and he's probably pretty pissed off 
because his fucking Oscar movie is now like a very controversial film. You know, yeah. we should, I guess, talk a little bit about the weird conspiracy theories that, you know. Well, before um, we get to that, I do want to say, like, I think what's going to happen for the DC standpoint, they're going to try to make X-Men like a prestige movie. I think that's <laughs> that because they already have everything else set up. So I think they're going to look at the X-Men and say, oh, we could actually do this as like a civil rights like. I think so too. I think that, that might happen. Uh, I also predict and I just this is an off prediction just about, you know, uh, X-Men being owned by Disney again. I think Patrick Stewart will come back as Professor <laughs> X. <laughs> but they just do it. They just bring him back. They just He's do Professor it. X again. <laughs> uh, McAvoy is old enough now to just be Professor X. You know, I think they're going to be like that was never real. Oh, Patrick Stewart, that's so mean. He was so good. <laughs> he was talking about Disney. You see what they did to the EU? Uh, did you see what they did to yes. the EU, Leslie? Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. But um, yeah. So about the conspiracy theory that WB orchestrated all this, I think I've said sure. already. Like it's completely like silly that the notion that they like were trying to hype this movie of like um, after it got all these glowing reviews, like tons of glowing <laughs> reviews, five stars on stand- on on the on the heels of that. They're like, so our marketing strategy is going to be to get a bunch of good prestigious reviews and then have everybody say that it's a mass shooting movie yes. where people are going to get, get shot, shot, shot at. <laughs> like I, I understand the instinct, people, because this is like something. Now maybe Disney did that. Yeah, Disney. I can think, see <laughs> Disney there doing was like counter marketing. <laughs> like you know, no press, no press is bad press but like they were already getting good press so they didn't need to do that and actually they wanted this to be an oscar movie that's why they like screened it at venice and bought the stupid fucking whatever award they got yeah yeah (laughs) they like they didn't want like the type of movies that get marketed as like controversial are like b movies like for example uh project x got marketed sure. as you know a contribute blair movie. witch a movie that your mom doesn't want you to see like it's like <laughs> it's how you hype like a small movie with a small budget right. it's not how you hype the movie with like the best actor in the world trying to get an oscar like it, that's just not how you how you <laughs> do it so i'm sorry if you believe that and i know a lot of our listeners did start to believe in that you may need to log off just a little bit. Just just a tad bit. Just log off now just look, a tad bit. Does that start to like dictate what all the coverage is and then Todd Phillips like gets asked annoying questions in an interview and then those answers become the headlines yeah. and the whole thing starts feeding itself for sure. Do it did I like does that absolutely like become part of the rollout of the movie? A hundred percent. I just don't think that like that was the Warner plan. Brothers was like <laughs> is we'll start with good reviews and then make it everyone think it's a fucking incel mass shooter movie and then back to the like the media and their responsibility in this so they're you know feeling kind of the heat because like nothing happened the movie came out everyone like loved it (laughs) but like but people are like wow that that whole thing was overblown and you shouldn't have made like 15 articles about like trying to ask for a mass shooter and their and their response from some of them was like well uh you know it's our duty to report on this stuff you know this some of this stuff did happen like the u.s army did issue uh this uh warning but but they issued that warning after you already were start posted the articles like it you created the story and now you're reporting on it because you've made it real yeah yeah they conjured a story from thin air and now they're like well like 
it was our duty to report on like uh, the story that we made up. Some people are saying this might cause mass shootings. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So you know, oh, one thing we de- de- uh, haven't talked about on the show, we talk- got to talk about on our live tour a bit. Uh, shout outs to everyone who came, had a great oh, time. Yeah. We'll do a wrap up. We might do a wrap up later, so we'll talk about it a little bit more. But one thing, the thing that's dominated the conversation after Joker is when uh, Joker producer Martin Scorsese, which I don't think, I don't know how much he had to do with actually making the film. Um, but when Joker credit taker, guy who took a credit on Joker, <laughs> when he was asked, Agreed to be paid to take a credit, <laughs> he was asked about the Marvel films and he said simply that, um, you know, he doesn't really like them. He doesn't really think their cinema meaning that he doesn't think they're the type of cinema about human beings sharing feelings and experiences with each other tell a complete story beginning to end (laughs) yeah not a controversial take but my god did some of the bad bad not all the mcu fans but the bad ones just you know there are bad fans but among the bad fans are like the bad creators who are so much like honestly like for Joss Whedon, <laughs> Joss and, Whedon. Uh, and, and what's his name the James, James Gunn to Gunn. chime in on this that's the most fucking pathetic thing I've ever Even, seen. Oh, it's awful. Lawrence Corsese says, like, I don't like your superhero movie and you're like how dare you sir <laughs> like what the hell what like what's what has Disney done to these guys? Do they have like, like do like they have like contracts out on them or something? Like, what the fuck? Is like, it's it's so like just awful to see them like talk to Martin Scorsese as if he were their peer when they're not. Or like a like, like a, a comment, a, like a comment <laughs> section guy. <laughs> like, I, I guess it would feel pretty shitty to have Martin Scorsese say your movies were crap. If you were trying to make good movies, if that is what you actually walked onto that green, that airport hangar in Atlanta and thought you were doing, but none of these motherfuckers could actually think. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like come on. Like, like, like people, like directors know when they make bad movies, and certainly Joss Whedon knows he has made almost exclusively nothing but. I don't honestly, I don't honestly fault even the bad fans here. It's the, the creators acting like them. It's out yeah. of, like you expect there to be like hives. The Marvel hive is fucking mobilizing because somebody said something mean. But for the actual well paid directors of the movie to chime in in exactly this, not even being like, come on, everybody, like, you know, he has, he's entitled <laughs> to his own opinion and that's all gravy <laughs> to be like, sir, that is so sad fucking james gunn said that like he defended last temptation yeah. of the christ and that this is the same like you are out of you <laughs> got a fucking you're at you got fired for tweets and shit like he's feeling himself a little too he needs to get fired for tweets again yes. think, <laughs> it, it, and it, it like it's completely unnecessary you don't have to post like i was shocked they were bothered to respond let alone like multiple yeah. of them responding like it's fine for him to say he doesn't like marvel fucking movies like what do they think they're making do they ever watch him i guess like when you watch gwyneth paltrow's interviews and she doesn't know which one she's in maybe just none of them watch <laughs> Watch these movies because <laughs> god damn you cannot possibly be thinking that you're out there making uh fucking goodfellas or taxi driver or, like any other like or just any like 
real serious movie because some of them are in like fucking i was disappointed in samuel jackson opening his mouth because you're like you're in tarantino movies do you not know the difference samuel l jackson that's just like disney sent an email and his publicist was like we got this covered sam we're gonna just have say you said this (laughs) (laughs) but and the worst comment i think comes from one of the writers of uh dr strange c robert cargill who uh i've been told was used to be like does he really email all these fucking people (laughs) i'm like God. Like he's he was on a, he's like an ain't cool news dude and he was trying to you know say that you know these movies do have heart and emotion and he uh said uh when scott and i were making doctor strange the vast majority of marvel's notes were about deepening character strengthening the story and asking us if we could make it weirder anyone who thinks marvel is only trying to make theme part rise is being unjust and cynical now about that quote if you have seen doctor strange as you know some people have you should understand that there is absolutely no character no strength to the story and nothing fucking weird about it and what he's saying is that his script that he turned in initially was already so dog shit that even disney said hey could (laughs) you add this a little bit more to it could you give it a little bit more character because there's nothing about it it's just like iron man with uh, cumberbatch doing a bad american accent and um, tilda swinton in yellow face like that's the movie (laughs) oh jesus christ like yeah these guys like it's not enough that you get all, you all get the, the money. high Rotten Tomatoes score. You get all the money. You get 97% on Rotten Tomatoes for like an episode of a sci-fi channel show. You, have- you also have to have Martin Scorsese <laughs> say that it's good. Yeah. Oh. You need that too. Like, come on. Oh. Like, you fucking have it all. A lot of people made uh, this tweet, uh, shout outs to them, but they were like, wow, just imagining thinking that you actually thought that Martin Scorsese was sitting in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and be like, wow, I love this raccoon. This is wonderful. <laughs> it's like, no, he's How? not that guy. Like, he is like... The dancing tree is like dancing around to Mr. Blue Sky <laughs> and Martin Scorsese's like, like, wow, that's pretty cool. This is pretty sweet. Like he is, <laughs> he's like the film's buff. Films buff. Oh, wow. Star-Lord is back. <laughs> and someone else pointed out, like, Martin Scorsese is, like, going around the world preserving, like, film from all these, you know, different cultures while, like... Yeah, don't Di- preserve the marbles. Like, How about that? That's what I think. Well, while, like, Disney, like, won't send, like, films to repertory theaters anymore. Like, they're putting yeah. them all in the Disney vault. So, like, who is really uh, more valuable to film right. and film culture? And, of course, it's Scorsese. And if you Come disagree, on. like, maybe you just hate films, which is fine. I don't think you like movies. Yeah, you don't maybe like- you started watching movies with the Marvel movies, but you don't you don't like movies, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. So that's Joker. It's it was good. I think it was worth the wait. It wasn't worth all the discourse. The inane- better than a lot of these than almost all these superhero movies. Yeah. You know, not like an all time great movie, probably not even the best movie of the year, but I, a movie that's worth seeing in theaters and has some very cool moments and a great performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. It's just a good ass movie as movie. Sorry if any of you guys are all caught up in the hype and discussion, but it's not really like it's just a good movie. It's just a good movie. And, and if you're a, a leftist who's interested in film and culture and how these things intersect, I think there's like a ton of good there that we should kind of, you know, if you care about those, that sort of thing, you 
grab onto it. Talk to your coworker, to your neighbor about the film and the themes. And I think you'll yeah. <laughs> like they're what good you think for about us. That whole kill the rich thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That is struggle session. Have a good one. All right. Later. Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.